2: Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the annual, sixth annual, Two Guys, One Cup Chunk Time AFL Podcast Crossover Edition. We are coming to you from Melbourne's Wayne Jackson Studios, Sydney's Rod Carter Studios, and the newly commissioned Byron Bay Luke Hemsworth Studios, sponsored by AstraZeneca. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man Mm. who is disgusted no one took up Basil Zemplis's idea, call to arms, yesterday at the grand final. It's Adam Rosenbachs.
3: Uh, day, Michael. G'day, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this glorious Melbourne afternoon. And can I say, it would only have been made a shit ton better. I can go outside and I can picnic with one friend and I'm not allowed to drink, but that wouldn't have mattered if the people of Perth at the 20... 21-minute mark of the first quarter had stood up and done what Basil said and actually stood up and applauded and made all of us on the Eastern Seaboard forget about all our problems. That's all Basil (laughs) wanted us to do, was to make some people happy and the people, the sand molesters of WA wouldn't take up that call to arms and now I feel like shit and it's all on them. He had so many things to do. After the game... He wanted the Melbourne players to stand up and say how disgusting homeless people are. And then he, he did wanted, that, yeah, wanted yeah. Luke Beveridge in his speech to really talk down transgender people and really push his, his, um, you know, his thoughts on that. And none of them took it up. And uh, it just, it's Sully's a grand final. Forget that Melbourne won it. I don't even care about that. I'm just more worried that people of uh, WA, they don't care about us on the eastern seaboard.
2: How are you? So if you don't, if you don't know the full story, so at the 20-minute mark and the 21-second mark, Basil Zemplis wanted the, st- the fans of the uh, grand final to mm. stand for a minute and clap yeah. to remember the, the, the fallen members of the football <laughs> society who couldn't get to the grand final. <laughs> It was absolutely incredible. And and no one did it, right? Because I I don't think I had to sound up too loud last night, but no no one actually did. No, and and the reason they probably didn't do
3: it is because they were watching a really fucking good game of footy and it was a (laughs) great final. And so they went, hey, I I know Basil said to do this, but why don't we just stick to uh, watching this great game that's right unfolding in front of us?
2: It's funny how such an unlikable person can become the mayor of a town.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who says he's unlikable? (laughs) <laughs> of well, the comments right?
2: that people are putting up here on the, uh, on the Zoom call, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of unlikable comments right here <laughs> Hey, can we bring our next guest, Charlie? Uh, yes, please Charlie Clawson uh, as sad this is the interaction he wanted to, me to give, as sad as he is for his friend, he is glad the Saints have been able to drag the Bulldogs down to their level. Please welcome Charlie Clawson
4: Hello, uh, it's great to be here. Can you see me? Yes. Yep. Oh, great. You, Sorry. I wasn't sure I couldn't. I wasn't unmuted before you. I felt like I was in like a movie where I was dead because you're all talking about me. You know, and I'm like, guys, I'm here, I'm here. But I think you had to unmute me. Uh yeah, look, I've got to say I had two overriding feelings from the grand final. One was like, you know, some joy for the Dees fans, quickly followed by bitterness, and then a great deal of relief that I don't have to change the opening theme song for two guys one cup. Because if the Bulldogs suddenly had won two flags, that literally ruins our entire theme song. I'm going to have to re-record (laughs) that. And also just the sense that, you know, maybe, maybe, it's not that the Saints have to win a flag, but just knowing that no one else can win a flag again, like maybe the Buddha was just an aberration, knowing that that was just like, uh, it was just a fluke that happened in 2016. makes me feel a lot better.
3: And maybe it's how terrible Sydney are losing that day. Like, really, it was theirs to have, and they disgustingly allowed... Um, the blight that
4: was the Western Bulldogs 2016 campaign. Yeah. Also, just on the Basil Zemplas thing, I wasn't actually aware when people were referring to him as the mayor of Perth. I thought it was like people say Cameron Ling is the mayor like of Cameron, July. Yeah.
5: yeah. And then yeah, I was
4: yeah. like, oh, he's actually doing an official welcome. What's going on here? This joke has just gone a bit too far. <laughs> when did that happen? Like, what are you thinking, people of WA? How did you make him the mayor of Perth?
2: I remember years ago doing it, doing the comedy festival roadshow. And so I did about four weeks of. We were all busy, passage. mate. I know. <laughs> you start at the bottom of WA and just work your way up to the top. And um, and I had a joke and I generally really didn't even know what it meant. But I it was something along the lines of, and this was like 2002. So this is a long time ago. And, uh, and it was just like the opening joke I'd come out with, bit of local, bit of mm-hmm. local to kind of get, you know, carry a bit of favor. And it was something along the lines, the joke was something along the lines of like, you know, in Melbourne, we have a word called fuckwit. You know, fuckwit, you know, it's a simple word. But in WA, you have this, so fuckwit, you say Basil Zemplas. And the place would go fucking mental. Like, <laughs> and I'd, you know, have to walk for like 30 seconds because the place is going crazy. And that was like 18 years ago, 19 years ago. And so, like, fucking, now he's built all, all the way to mayor. And back in 18 years ago, you could get a fucking applause line from saying he's a fuckwit. Um,
3: like, didn't, he didn't he run on a platform of saying that, you know, uh, coffees will only cost $11
2: under Basil. And they went, fuck, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do local too, mate. <laughs> hey, why don't we bring on a um, special guest, special friends. He's had a tough night. Uh, will Anderson. How are you, mate?
6: I also you know, saw so much Basil yesterday, I'll never be able to have a pesto again. Like, he was in every bit of that fucking day. Like, yeah. go away. And can I just say this? Like, I am a quiet watcher of a game of football. And, like, Charlie goes to the football with me a fair bit. And he's a yeller. He yells at everybody. Like, the umpires, the opposition supporters, his own supporters, pie sellers. does not matter. Charlie will yell at you at the football. And I'm like you know, the old 1940s housewife to Charlie's, like, angry dad. And I'm just, like, really quiet and just, like, silently apologise to people when he's got his back turned. And so when I go to, like, Bulldogs games, like, I'm pretty quiet. And often I'll only even cheer and stuff, like, so that I don't look like a weirdo. Like, you know, everybody else is cheering, so I get into the spirit of it so I don't spoil the fun for everybody else. But Home Alone, by myself, like, I just watch in complete silence. There's no yelling at the screen, nothing. The only words that came out of my mouth last night, and I swear on my grandmother's, like, grave that this is true, when Bontempele kicked that goal in the third quarter and BT started talking about how Bontempele was going to win the Norm Smith medal and be one of the greatest Bulldogs of all time, to no one in my house, I just said, shut the fuck up, BT. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) never have I wanted, but I was just like, don't say it, don't. And, yeah, well, and then I went to bed and I assumed we won. So, anyway, good result. <laughs> Glad to be here. Well, it's funny. Well, part of me was wondering because
4: we we had talked, you know, before 2016, like, you had never even experienced a grand final. Then the very first grand final you'd experienced was a win. And then I was thinking when the dogs were up, I was like, holy fuck, like, Will may have might have this experience of only ever going to winning grand finals. Like, now that you've seen the underside of it, like, can you just, Take me through the pain. I know the pain real well. <laughs> I know it real well. But I want to know, like, well, I, I saw. I've seen two nail biters and one drubbing after a draw. What was it like? Did you watch the whole game? When did you switch off? Like, what was your what, your, what was your threshold?
6: No,
2: well, <laughs> he's asking, and he's asking as a friend. As a friend,
3: can I just ask? Firstly, when did um why didn't Cody Waitman play?
6: Uh, to, to, be, to be fair to Cody Waitman, Rosie, you've got to say he played like someone who'd had concussion two weeks ago, and then in the first minute ran into a goalpost. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so right. I reckon he might not have just not quite known where the ball was on the yeah. day. I reckon for poor Cody. But how? So how far did you watch the whole thing?
4: Did you switch off? Because, uh, for instance, to give you my example, in 2010, the replay when it was all over by half time. I'd say one to the... Half-time, sure, my sure. Mate. sure. I, I, I yeah, sure.
3: Stay,
4: I, I think 10 minutes into the first video.
2: <laughs> 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 when people got smothered in the golf.
4: <laughs> no, because I think mate, you do the nah, math. No, you
2: shit that day, fucking learn to deal with it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you do the that math. Uh, I was going to say, do you remember John Friedrich, the guy who, like, stole all that money and then went on the land? Don't you reckon Michael looks like was <laughs> kind of the police sketches of what he looked like? I'm mean, assuming
2: this is meant to be it's in Mexico, my, on, is it? Or it's it's just either just my tipper?
6: tribute to Mexico
4: or my
2: tribute to Craig Coombs? We've got to work it out. <laughs> right, okay. Or
6: Best $21 that. I've ever spent. <laughs> um, I, well, it, look, so it was an interesting game from, like, a supporter's point of view because, obviously, they jumped us early and we looked, like, really sketchy and they were ferocious. And, like, so you kind of do that thing of just going, oh, well, it's been a good season. We had a crack. I didn't really think we were going to get here anyway. It's all fine. And then just bit by bit in that second, third quarter, you're just like, hang on, we're catching up to these guys. Hang on, we're in front. We're like in front by three goals. And then suddenly you're screaming, shut the fuck up, BT at the television, and your life's over. Yeah. So it was a real journey. It, but, um, it
4: was quick. That that blitz in the third quarter, like did you make it through to the last quarter? Did you watch the whole game?
6: Um, I, I watched like until about halfway through the final quarter right. from the couch, and then I started I, i'm not drinking at the moment as you know charlie but it turns out that like eating a whole tub of gelato gelato is also not a particularly healthy way to deal with your fucking grief but i did so i was by that stage i was eating a lot of gelato and kind of just half watching in the background going up and my, I, my thing was like well i guess if the bulldogs have to be there i have to watch but i watched with the same enthusiasm they were being there not very much just going through the motions
2: and how were you feeling yesterday, Will? Like and I know you talked about it in the pod during the build-up, but you know, were you generally confident that they? I mean, I for I for one couldn't pick this one. Like I had no idea. You know, I picked the D's, but I was like maybe doing that for the story as opposed to you know.
6: Uh, no, I bad. I mean I thought Melbourne were a better team all season. I, like I said to a mate of mine earlier on in the season, I reckon if we had to play a best of three, we'd win one and they'd win two. And, like, we played them three times this season and they won two and we won one. So I reckon that's probably right. Like, I think they're a better team. I, I My thing with Charlie has always been that our best players, like, if you look at Norton and, like, Bailey Smith and, like, guys like that, they're all, like, 20, 21. Like, their better seasons are still probably in front of them in those key posts. And if you looked at our across the field everyone was just going to have to have their best day tim english was going to have to have the best game he'd ever played and shaggy was going to have to have the best play game he'd ever played and if all that went right at the same time i thought we could win of course because then you've got all those guns but i yeah i i hoped we'd win rather than was particularly convinced that we would
3: is it time to get rid of adam trevor because of the bad luck he brings to the club and every club that he's been at
6: See, Rosie, you come from the perspective of a Carlton supporter. You've just got to understand as a Bulldog supporter. Like, you guys are like, oh, it's terrible. Your team lost the grand final. And I'm like, my team made the grand final. <laughs> like, I'm wrapped. Like, five years ago. Like, before 2016, if you'd said to me, you can get into the next five grand finals, you'll lose them all in humiliating fashion. I'd be like, what contract do I have to sign with the yeah. devil to live this yeah. beautiful life? Like, second best in, like, a really tough year like we went all over the country to get there we were in front by three goals you know Mm. like you know nearly till the end of it and then like a better team won on the day I don't feel terrible about it to be honest like I can for comedic purposes for this podcast I will now feel terrible about it but as a Bulldogs fan I I still think it's a pretty fun fun year
2: and you also look at the stats too I mean all the stars kind of uh, made a big game. So Petrarca had 39, Caleb Daniel had 37, which is remarkable. Oliver had 33, Salem at 27, then Trula had 27 as well and kicked three goals. Like so Trula's been amazing this year, I reckon, for you guys.
6: Yeah. And by the way, Petrarca, I know we'll get to it, but like sometimes you just get beaten by you remember when he like we said he was going to be a Hall of Famer and we <laughs> all kind of laughed yeah. at him a bit and then you're like, oh he was actually being humble. He's going to be better than a Hall of Famer. They're going to come up with a better bit of the Hall that they only let Christian Petrarca hit. There was a a moment during the
4: grand final where Bont and Petrarca were both just blitzing, just lighting up the the stadium. And I'm going, so uh, we took Billings in front of (laughs) Bontempelli, McCartan in front of Petrarca. Mm, This is great. And a friend of mine actually sent me a text from 2014, a Saint supporter, where we were talking about should we take Petrarca or should we take McCartan? And I said, I think we should take tracker because midfielders win grand finals, not full forwards. It's like, God damn it, how the fuck, if I knew it, how could they <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: anything I'm about it. Also, yeah, not,
3: not, not full forwards that can't go to the supermarket for 10 minutes without
4: getting
2: confused.
4: Concussion's anyway. <laughs> a serious injury, Adam. I don't know. That's know. very
2: true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, what do we think of the uh, pregame entertainment? I, I really liked it. And the halftime as well.
4: Uh, pre-game, yes. Halftime, boring. I thought I was not. I don't know who the birds of Tokyo were really. And then my observation was they looked like the they like the the Kmart version of, of Coldplay. They were they they seemed fine.
3: And as someone pointed out, they didn't show the goddamn sprint. The Colgate bring a smile to your face sprint. And we fucking they showed a highlight of it. You can't have a sprint that's in an arc in the arc of a smile. What the fuck? You, this integration is ridiculous. You just have a flat, flat, straight line sprint, and that is it.
6: Can, well, can we they, can we not combine the sprint and the band playing? Surely, yeah. like you can yeah. have people running around in a circle while Birds of Tokyo <laughs> don't out some inspirational song in the background. No, that I want to know who me. who's the fastest band in Australia. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to see John yeah. Butler and Stella Donnelly in a hundred meter smile. <laughs>
3: What about if the band sets the tempo for it? So if you got like King Parrot playing, so the the players, so they might start off with a slow track and then they kind of make their way, and then King Parrot comes out, they got to go flat. knacker. Yeah. So yeah. Can... Everyone loves that idea.
5: Good. <laughs> <laughs> just...
6: You know what I loved? Like it was it was such two thousand and five. Like you know. Like, you know, I've just left Triple J. <laughs> like I a lot of big day out. So sort do of, yeah. like vibe in the music. But my favorite bit, like the Colin Hayes sing along, you know, where Colin Hayes like on a beach. For me, miss the opportunity because you, you've got Western Australian legends of different eras, and the biggest Western Australian sing-along legend. This is what I wanted to see: the crowd at Optus oh, sing-along to. You, you go, you go to Kalgoorlie. You go yeah. to that brothel <laughs> that has the Kevin Bloody Wilson Memorial Wank Tank out the back. <laughs> emerging from that Wank Tank is Kevin Bloody Wilson, and he just like revs up a bit of rooting in the back of the year or do oh, you fuck on first dates? Yeah. And yeah. everyone sings. John Butler gets involved. <laughs> Like, you know, even better, Will, they should have just driven a
4: ute into the stadium like oh, the yes. Batnabeel and Angry Anderson and he's yeah. just in the back of the ute. He's in the back of the ute
6: and what, someone is actually rooting in the back of the ute. And what about just like what giant about? Vegemite sandwiches
2: dancing. Yeah. What about if you've got, <laughs> got Daryl Braithwaite singing Horses
3: and then you just have all the tradies who've made their way yeah. over the West yeah. Cape, yeah. all across the bubble,
2: <laughs> march into the stadium and just say, don't get vaccinated? So, <laughs> oh, so. Hey, uh, should we see if our uh, special guests are around, Adam? They uh, all, the, they're all there, guys. mate. They're all there. Uh, here we go. So let's welcome on to. <laughs> that's yeah, like welcome stage. on stage, Dave, Chad <laughs> Lucidello, <laughs> so, uh, Broden, very uh, happy Melbourne fan, and Titus O'Reilly, very happy Melbourne fan. Let's see if we can get them on board. Hello. G'day Hello, folks. Can you hear us?
7: Hello, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Hey, Chad. How are you, mate? Hey, great. Hey, well, not great. Terrible, but otherwise great.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, Broden, can we see if you're there? Just talk, Broden. <laughs> all right. Get
3: my, I gave yeah, him permission I mean, to unmute, but he didn't take it, so I'll have to give it again. Here we go. It's coming at you, Broden. There you go. Here we bloody go. <laughs> <laughs>
8: hey. Oh, it's so good to see you all. I love you all.
7: Oh, here we go,
4: Broden. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still in quarantine, or you were out?
8: No, I'm in Cairns where at the home of AFL. Yeah. Um, I actually wore I've been walking around with my Guernsey on for two days and I could ve- as could very well be wearing a Chechenian Dart Teams jersey <laughs> for all that fucking anyone up here knows. But very I'm very happy. So you
2: actually are in quarantine or you kind of No,
8: I'm doing a TV show. Or? I'm doing a TV show up in Cairns. Um, I did quarantine in Brisbane and then I've come up here um, and I'm just hanging out in Cairns now. watched it by myself Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just been on the phone to people in Melbourne for 24 hours pretty much.
4: Have you watched the replay yet?
8: I'm watching it as we speak, like legitimately behind (laughs) – you is the fox footy at i think was four o'clock started the next replay so this is fifth watch for me what is um, it up
6: to because depending on where it is i'm interested still
8: <laughs> uh, this is your time will yeah. this is 16 16 minutes into the second quarter and you guys look on.
5: Yeah, it,
8: mate. <laughs> i was at, i i i, the, I I'm started doing meditation recently it's all about clarity of thought and I came to the most pure clarity at halfway through the third quarter last night where we were down by 19 points. Bonds just kicked one. And it was about the time that Will said, shut the fuck up, Bond, uh, B-T. I, I, all I could think was, and I was, I was so upset, I thought we are about to, lo- I was completely heartbroken. And I thought all I could think was, how the fuck am I going to get out of this Zoom tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say that's going to make me not be able to go to this? Because I heard about what you did to Dooley. <laughs> and uh, but uh, no, I'm very happy to be here.
3: Yeah, great. And of course, we've also got Titus O'Reilly, a long-time suffering Melbourne supporter. How you going, Titus?
1: Um, I'm absolutely wonderful. I'm very mindful of last few years Richmond supporters really losing perspective. You know, the, the well, just that everyone ended up hating them. They too quickly a bit of success nah. went to their heads and. I think Melbourne supporters like myself are going to avoid that. I mean, I had a really lovely moment last night when, you know, about half hour after the game had finished, I I gave the staff some time off. And <laughs> to come up to the, <laughs> the living room. And the <laughs> they, hadn't, they hadn't been on that floor before and they were really, it was just a really touching moment. So uh, like that. I, I, I also have the... Uh, Game on here. I'm at the 14th minute, 40 minutes to go in the third.
2: <sighs> yeah, and I've got it on is, as well now, too.
1: Yeah, I've watched it about eight times. And the thing that just gets to me watching the replay is there's just no sign of what's to come. It, mm. it just, there you know, often in a game, it's sort of, you can see a side started to wrestle back a bit of momentum, or they've started to at least stop the bleeding or started to you know win the stoppages there's just no sign of that so I was about as low you know as you can be and I'm just thrilled because there's two things in my life I haven't ticked off before yesterday a premiership and losing my virginity and one of them is now <laughs> ticked off I'm really happy. Uh, Titus
4: can I I was just but, wondering can I take your shtick of being a long suffering like footy fan <laughs> now because The Saints have now inherited the longest drought, and I did see Daniel Cherney wrote that we now hold the VFL AFL record for the two longest droughts in two consecutive eras. 85 (laughs) years since we won our first, and then 55 years since we won our last. Well done. I mean, are you okay if I take that from you?
1: Well, it's a bit like Taylor Swift and their back catalogue. Like, I could just sell that to you, and you could just do find or replace demons and saints and you know you've got eight eight to ten years worth of gear there that you don't even need to you know change at all
4: yeah well i'll use it for the next 20 years i think the way our recruiting's gone
7: (laughs) i have to say i'm feeling uh... completely ripped off here because i was Look with this podcast. I also was thinking of getting out of it, but I thought no, it'd be great to turn up to this podcast just to see what Titus O'Reilly looks like when he's actually happy. And he's still <laughs> acting morose. But he's wearing What's a white. He he's
8: wearing a white t-shirt, no collar, which is very strange for a member. Well, you know, you,
1: you know what the the weirdest thing I had this. There was two things. One, we had the earthquake this week, but then the other morning I was uh, had for breakfast, which I do and I was listening and a certain Will Anderson was on it. And he said that he hoped the demons lost because he thought I was much funnier for his own amusement when I was in pain. And I realized I'm in an abusive relationship with Will Anderson. funnily enough,
8: sketch comedy is at its best when uh, when Melbourne's won a premiership. So it's all, you know, it's Can
2: <laughs> Let me um, turn our attention to you, Chaz, very quickly just yeah. by the fact, you know, what was your feelings going into the match? Were you confident? Did you think you'd get up? Look, How old was your uh, well, well, you can also be like, I mean, I know the grand finals in Perth, but you're a city dude and so yeah. like you're a bit separate to that kind of Melbourne build-up as well, you know?
7: Yeah, although I do tend to come to Melbourne when the dog's performing well, <laughs> not, not so much in the past. Although 2016, I was there for that. I was very happy with that. Look, the bottom line is I thought, I didn't think we were we were favourites by the stretch of the imagination. I thought we, it was at best a 50-50. And look, if we're being honest, it, this really wasn't our year. Like, And we'd already kind of pinched a flag when we weren't the best team in it. And I feel like pinching two flags when you're not the best team in it that's a bit greedy. Like, like we really, we really did it tough to get there, and I was kind of proud that we got there in the first place. I know, I, and also I, I've kind of, I kind of started following the dogs because they were the underdogs. And so if we started becoming a genuinely successful team, winning lots of premierships, I'd have to follow Carlton. But I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're so. back, man.
3: We're back. We got posse. Come <laughs>
7: yeah, on boy <board>. <laughs> Yeah. Now look, it was uh, it, it, it like Will said, it was the the fact you got the hope halfway through the third quarter. I mean, when when Caleb Daniel is monstering Max Gorn, you're yeah. thinking this might be our day. Yeah. <laughs> but,
4: uh... We talk about that moment because it looked like Max put a fair bit of sauce on that right. Like I think there was a little bit of contact, but that look. I'm an actor, and I know acting. That was, <laughs> that, was pretty, that was some pretty bad, bad acting by Maxie there. I suspect... I and mean, he picked the wrong guy, especially to try and pull off that. That manoeuvre with?
7: Yeah, I suspect if the demons had lost that game, we'd be hearing a lot more about that incident yeah. for the next ten years. <laughs>
8: he's no Bon Pelly in the Amyad for sure. <laughs> oh,
2: that's Did you guys see the story that about um, Stephen May and that the medical staff actually told him, well, kept information from him about how bad his hamstring was? Mm. Did you guys see that? No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 that. so it's one of the one of the fitness advisors they. He said he had a rather bad tear and he said he felt it in about the second quarter when he went bent down to pick up the ball. But um, the, the medical advisors actually kept the info about how bad it was from him so that he... And so what, did they,
3: did they not tell his brain? And he's, they said it's not happening. He's like,
2: fuck, my brain's telling me. I'm really sore down there. <laughs> Yeah, they said go and have a few drinks while you're injured. But
4: that, a- <laughs> yeah. Are you saying the medical staff were gaslighting Stephen May? Oh, You're fine, mate. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, what are you talking man, about? You're not, you're not it soft. feels
6: like a clear breach of the rules. I'm yeah. hearing they might have <laughs> to overturn the entire result. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah,
2: uh, no, cyber ninjas are gonna do a uh, uh a recount. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Broden, uh, tell me that, Broden and Tyler, come tell us about your day yesterday. Like, uh, you know, when you get up, I found the wait to 7.15 so painful the whole day.
8: Yeah, I was a nightmare. I woke up and decided to just go for the longest walk I possibly could, and then I was like, "Then I'll get a coffee. Then I'll go for another walk." And then I looked at my clock and it was eight a.m. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh great, and only twelve hours to go. So I was at absolute hell. T- Titus and I were actually back and forthing all day. It was it was
2: utter, utter hell. Yeah, I, how- it, I it
1: was. Huh? Yeah. I hate the night grand final because, and I, I, hate, I hated it last year because it just sucks everything out before you even get to it. But when your own team's in it, as a lot of people on this call know, it's, it just seems like the longest. And I had gone from waking up in an okay mood to convincing myself and quite a few other D supporters that we were just going to be, absolutely get belted. Because I they, never. Should they have had the was, first
3: quarter at like two o'clock? Then the second one at four, then at six, and yeah. like spread it yeah. out.
8: So it's day twilight nine. I was well, just you... extremely thankful that the longest kick on Fox Footy was available for all of us to watch, just fantastic content.
1: Oh, yeah, the eight the eight hour lead-in of listening to the Fox Footy pundits talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly what I needed, you know, that you just just hear some high-level intelligent discussion go yeah. on and on and on. But Broden and I were working each other up. We were we would were talk because the one thing I found in the coverage, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but in the coverage, the thing I couldn't believe in all the media analysis and tipping and everything is the Bulldogs had beaten us the last time we'd played and people were acting like we were sure things. And so that that panicked me like nothing else. So by the time the, the thing came around, I was terrible. But by sort of 10 minutes into the third quarter, I, I was absolutely convinced we were done. I was sitting there just so morose um but you look done
2: you like it, it really generally is like
1: how far but to that point yeah well not since the not, not since uh labor tried to take away our franking credits have i been
6: <laughs> i mean the more, the more that i'm hearing you guys talk about this i'm feeling okay because the thing yeah. is i've got like one whole grand final i like watching and i've got like a quarter and you know, two thirds of a grand final <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. i quite like watching so it's fine well that was bro- a. um right
2: Host, what do what you guys like uh, sitting on the couch? Are you yelling at the TV? Yeah, yeah.
8: You... Oh, you I comment? um, yeah, it's been the it's been a real point of contention between me, and my partner. I've gone through a few coffee tables, um, in my time. <laughs> After
4: wrestling, <laughs>
1: yeah,
8: <laughs> I've got oh, yeah, no, I I'm I'm an absolute shocker, like um, yeah, just irrational.
1: <laughs> well, isn't haven't you gone through all the t- coffee tables because you refuse to use a coaster? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> I tell you what, I was first quarter, I was standing up, you know, I couldn't sit down. I was cheering everything. Then the second quarter, I was just nervously pacing. Third quarter up until that 10 minute, last 10 minutes, lying flat on the couch and just <laughs> thinking, yeah. And the worst thing is I, I couldn't watch it with anyone. Uh, not because of the restrictions, just everyone said they didn't want to hang out with me. But, um, <laughs> uh, I was, and then when it started, it like it just there was that that few minutes where Fritsch got a goal, oh, and man. then suddenly yeah. he started burst, and Jackson went into the ruck, and and I've rarely seen any game just turn that quickly, you know, where mm. it's sides been. I mean, Bond and Pelly terrifies me at the best of times I mean he's just he has burnt Melbourne he's such a great player the only thing that the only bad side of all of this is I know a lot of Bulldogs fans and like them and I like the Bulldogs as a club so I yeah. actually really like the prelim because beating Geelong was just so much more fun because <laughs> that was just the best
6: yeah. What is- when Titus says he likes and uh, knows them, what he means is he employs them to do household chores. <laughs> <Yeah. for them. laughs> Some of the best cleaners I've ever had. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> about you guys, but I feel like every every
8: Bulldogs fan I know feels like a character from Jack Irish, just like this real rusted on beautiful logo <laughs> down by the pub. And, oh, I was there in 50. <laughs> see. I feel so like I feel so bad <laughs> beating them.
7: Can, can I tell you guys, no, it's, it's not a stat podcast, but can I tell you the most amazing stat? I'm a stat person. The most amazing stat yeah. I saw about the grand final. You know, after the turn. The How turnovers.
3: many times Bailey Williams dropped the footy?
7: <laughs> I don't <laughs> even get <me> started. <laughs> well, you know, Daniel, Carl Daniel actually equaled the finals record for the most unforced turnovers ever. Five. Really? Right. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Like he had 26 oh. possessions at halftime, but they're all unforced turnovers. Anyway, and that was because Dale and Williams both shat the bed and yeah. so all the, it all went through him. But anyway, the most amazing stat for me was between the halfway point of the third quarter and the end of the third quarter, when Petraka was just tearing us a new one, do you know the Bulldogs won the hit outs? Seven My to life. six? Well, I, I just got the ball and just went. Well, that was, their, well, ta- that was their tactic. We, yeah. weren't,
6: we just weren't, we weren't used to that.
7: We, were just <laughs> we don't know
6: what to do in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Has anyone <laughs>
4: seen Christian could actually be brought down in a tackle? Because I saw people lay tackles on him and he just stands up and yeah. waits for them to let go. Not, even, almost- yeah, <laughs> not even
3: a uh, cash converters. They couldn't bring him down there. Like he just, <laughs> when he's got a PlayStation in his hand, he moves so smoothly.
2: <laughs> so we've put it up on the pod in the past, but Rosie actually has a bit of a bit of a past with uh, Petrarca. Just looking at the Fox Twenty replay, it's uh, seven minutes left in the second quarter. The dogs are two points up. I think Chaz, will you might get this one? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but Rosie, you got a bit of a history with Petrarca. Did you actually ever meet him when you wrote the cash converters ad for it?
3: No, I didn't have to go down there, but I just I got in Christian's mind and thought, what would he do? when he was being paid a shit ton of money to be in a cash converters. And I wrote a great script. Did you I legitimately write that? Yes, yeah. No, so because oh, I wrote, I wrote, sorry. If, on. if, only, if only Donna needed anything, mate, just give me a yell.
8: <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, I wrote a football ad that's been on KO all year. Um, oh, did you? The famous... The famous Rusty and Dusty series was uh, was my doing.
6: <laughs>
2: oh, so what's, what's that one? I oh, haven't got chaos.
6: That. Oh, it's um, Brett Blake as uh, Rusty, Dustin Martin's cousin, is he? Or his brother? Or oh, they're, his they're twin brother
8: brothers, brother. Will. They're I'm sorry that didn't get come brothers. across sorry, clear bro. enough <laughs> in the script.
6: <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been paying
4: enough the Vito Schwarzenegger thing, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you ended up with a netflix show after seeing that Broden.
4: <laughs> i um i ate lunch across from christian petrarca earlier this year and i observed he has a tattoo on his calf of a nike sneaker has anyone else seen this yeah, well, I think the Bulldogs' midfield saw that a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm just looking at the footage now, trying to work out if he goes on screen. If he is the socks up or a socks down yeah. kind of guy. You well, ta- he's a, Titus, looks like a
1: socks down. Boy. Titus,
2: don't you have an RM Williams tatted on the back of your car?
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Princess Margaret, an exclusive sponsorship. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and, and Chaz, I think you made a mistake before when you said that Titus is not all like you know relaxed today. Yeah. No, the more that he's warming into this, the more that that white yeah. T-shirt, yeah. just that relaxed back on the couch. Like, this is this is the equivalent of Titus Brendan Bowler on Mad Monday style. Yeah. This is, the,
1: <laughs> yeah th- this is as full on as I get. But the real pro- the real thing I'm most surprised at is I'm genuinely in shock. Like, it's... Has it sunk uh, in? Yeah, it hasn't sunk in at all. I've had a busy day on the phone. That's the only thing that um, I actually rang... Jay Allen, who is uh, Gill and MacLachlan's media advisor, who I've known for a long time, he rang me. He was still in Perth. He's heading back tomorrow. And he rang me and said, well done and everything. And he had Gill in the car with him. So I, I said to Gill, nice. can, you, can you thank your script writers? Because that was the greatest season you've ever <laughs> all Because <done. laughs> I know it was fixed. <laughs>
3: Has there been any vision of like planter boxes being ripped up in Malvern or Bentleys being gently nudged and stuff?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did love because Melbourne won, there was just no one went out on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> I mean, the Melbourne club and the Australia club was absolutely pumping last night. Yeah. They're breaking you. all kinds of cardboard Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No,
4: well, they tried they... to walk out into the streets, but they couldn't leave their estates. They're so large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some people kind of watch the show Succession and go, oh, Mate. that's about my family. Yeah. It got so wild at the Melbourne Club, they let a woman in. That's how much our party.
1: <laughs> it was a very hey, unfortunate Chaz. moment, I have to say.
2: Can I actually ask you guys, um, Chaz, Broden, and Todd, it's like, uh, I don't actually talk about this on Pod before, but like, how did you actually become supporters of your club?
7: Um, It took me a little while because, as I said, I'm from Sydney and I didn't even understand how the game worked for the first two years because all I had was the commentary from Channel 7 to teach me and that's not very
4: educational. (laughs) you
3: you You knew which private school everyone went to.
4: Yeah, and yeah, you have to stick out the dukes if you need yeah, to grab the yeah. ball, right? Yeah.
8: Interrupting really Daisy Pierce is part of the rules, is it?
0: <laughs> or
4: just You're ignoring just it? Like, like, just, I, don't,
6: uh... I don't know much about the game, but I know which of these players have basketball backgrounds. Yeah, That's
2: yeah. what I do. The <laughs> yearbook <laughs> uh, quote was uh, Boy, oh, boy, wow, wait. <laughs> <laughs>
7: but, but, but being a, a sydney-based afl supporter i did learn very early on though when you leave the game when you're losing which is about halfway through the second quarter for the sydney swans at that point in time in the early 90s but uh the uh, i didn't really have a team for the first few years but then i kind of started with west coast kind of just because they weren't melbourne and i was from sydney but then i realized that they were kind of like the evil empire after about 994, I realized actually they were the bad guys. Oh, fun, uh, I funny, fun,
3: evil empire, Chaz. Got to stop you there. I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> Darth Vader doing fucking lines.
7: <laughs> yeah, was this was their <laughs> the early 90s, though, when they were all kind of robots. Oh, and, right. I, uh, and I, uh, and so I, so I was just looking for an underdog. And at that point in time, it was kind of Footscray or Fitzroy. Yeah. And Fitzroy looked like they were checking out pretty soon. So I picked yeah. Footscray. And yeah, and we're kind of turning it around, kind of. For, except for twenty minutes yesterday, yes.
2: And how about you, Braden? I, uh,
8: oh, my you actually, granddad. You have
2: the background with your granddad and your dad at the MCU? yeah, my
8: my granddad Pat Kelly worked in the Melbourne Cricket Club on the uh, long room doors for uh, until he died. So it was like from the Olympics um until and he, until that he that long? <laughs> Yeah, and he and they he they wouldn't he, he wouldn't. <laughs> He was a shocking employee as well. He used to swear and carry on. But then when I was – so and so, Melbourne was kind of, uh, yeah, from the start, and I've been with him through all the misery. And then when I was 18, my first job was to go and work on the doors, and I used to – I was so um, not the right like – uh, imagine being at the footy with your mates, being 30, and um, – and watching and carrying on and then having 18-year-old me walk up to you and go, I want to see waters in between them frothies from now on, mate. You...
5: <laughs>
8: it was legitimately my job. And, and um, I'd go to drama school all week and do, like, monologues and interpretive dance and then come back on the week and go, where's your collar, young fella? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, yeah, very, very rusted on uh, Melbourne family.
2: I actually, I actually wrote down a quote from you guys um, when you were on the pod. So if you look up the archives, round 14, 2019, okay, so I wrote down this transcript. Uh, Broden, the worst people are in the MCC, and I've been waiting True. like 10 years to say something on a platform. <laughs> the worst pricks are in the MCC. <laughs> but that's everything I've ever said on this podcast. I love it. Michael, so you signed up to become a member? Broden. Broden. Yeah, I'm a member.
8: I've been a member for fifteen years. <laughs> and, and in fairness, I hadn't really met Titus at that time, so I am sorry about that. Um, but you know, they are they are the worst people. And this is pre the cheese board photo got out. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they they're just oh yeah. I I don't I I think we have pretty bad fans. I think we get underrated at how bad our fans are. I know there are a lot here, but, um, is- but you know, statistically, the yeah. ones in the members, at least.
3: Uh, when, is COVID, when is COVID going to sweep through there? Because I really need to fucking improve my membership.
2: Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you're, the- like, two two years away. Like, I, I think I signed you up in, like, 204. So you're not far away, mate. And then so. all of your members' jokes that you've fucking thrown at me for the last eight years... No, I'm but I can blind. I can do them from the inside. It's better that way, you know.
4: Michael, can I just ask you to adjust that? A, I think it's too tight because your face looks like it's getting very red, but B, can you just adjust <laughs> it so that the, the opening is over your mouth so we can hear you properly? Is
2: that okay? Can you hear me okay? Yeah,
4: that's better. Thank <laughs> you.
2: I'm getting hair in my mouth. Oh, good. Um, and Ty, <laughs> t- 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 How did you become a Melbourne fan?
1: Well, I grew up. My my dad was head of the VFA, so we were a VFA family, no huh. and he he'd say, oh, "No, the the, the VFL is no good." And so I grew up at a very young age thinking the VFA was the supreme.
6: Who was your VFA team? It was
1: my team was the, was Sunday. Williamstown. This okay, was, this was before there was any link to so. Barry Round and yeah, Alan yeah. Rickman and and Swan's dad, Billy Swan, yeah. and <laughs> so we'd go to that every we'd go I'd go to about five VFA <laughs> games every weekend, and it was rough as anything. And yeah, I, and I, you know, and it was great football in a way back then. But I had no real concept of, um, and and Dad didn't have an v- AFL team because he's his Irish. He came out from Ireland, so when I was quite young, the neighbour behind me had a stun. And they were a mad Melbourne family, and were actually part of a sort of a supporter group called the Eastern Demons. So they said, "Would you like to come to a Melbourne game?" And I said, oh, "Okay." And I went. It was Collingwood versus Melbourne full MCG? Um, and I went there and came home and said to Dad. Okay, why have you never told me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. forty games with more than a thousand people there at yeah, yeah. a windswept <laughs> Williamstown Oval. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> and the, you know, and there's actually it's a, the, the standard is you know about twenty times higher. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so the guy behind me, he, he and because I was friends with his son, he said you can come there any game with us you want and they literally went to everything like we'd go down a card Park, we go, and so from then on i was just poor dad had to go the vfa by himself uh and i'd be at every melbourne game ever since then at first we were okay and i thought well I, i i had no context of the history that i was being you know that I was sort of semi-willingly signing up. So
2: there. are you talking? About Is this like in the, the 80s? '80s? The '80s? When
1: yeah, sort of mid to late '80s, and then it just you know, and then we had we so we had a good trot there for a while, and I, when we lost to Hawthorne in the '88 Grand Final, I was even like. Well, you know, this is the beginning of something. Yeah, and did you go to was that game? The, was, I didn't go to it. We did watch it, but it was certainly I couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, I wasn't as connected as now. I, uh, I, no, I was at so that
3: game too. I, that's where I first saw my
2: first ever naked lady. There was a streaker in front of me.
1: Yeah, well, the first game, the first Grand Five, and Adam's
2: went, won one and done. By the way, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first one I ever went to was the nineteen ninety Collingwood victory that was the Mm. first grand final i ever went to and uh god i I saw some things that day that was absolutely amazing that was when the southern stand was being built and didn't have a roof and uh so then i just so then it's just then i've been a fanatic ever since and it's been um it's all been worth it but i didn't i couldn't say that yesterday
4: yeah (laughs) I, i was gonna ask like broden and titus when the doggies won in 2016 and i was talking to will about it and just trying to get a grasp of what it's like, what it's like to experience it. And Will said something along the lines of, well, he's topped up now. He reckons at least they could go another 20 years and not see one, but he reckons he's been topped up. Do you, I know it's hard because you're in the afterglow, but do you feel topped up? Do you feel like you could sort of go again without seeing one for a while and that's okay because you saw that one? Right now
8: I think lifetime. I don't need to see another one. I, I, that was my deal yesterday and I happily, uh,
1: I, I would never, I'd be happy if I never saw one again. <laughs> Yeah, that's how i feel today yeah i i went to i was i worked at the 2016 uh grand final and sat next to this lady who was 73 years old bulldogs fanatic and she was there by herself her husband had passed away and she didn't have anyone to go with and so i ended up sitting next to her we're, we're dating now, um, but anyway, we. Uh...
4: Is that the same woman that Adam saw naked?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but sitting next to her and watching, like I said, it's about halfway through the fourth quarter. You've got this, and she was like, "Don't nut, nah, I don't." Shut, the, yeah, up, I, yeah, yeah. shut yeah, the fuck up, mate. Yeah. Well, no, she was sort of like she was almost like holding my hand and going, "Do you really think so?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Oh," and so seeing it there, I always wondered what it was. But last night. It was different because you weren't there and you weren't able to celebrate with everyone after. Yeah, and that would suck. Yeah. So I, now I'm, I really want to see one live. Mm. But, but that all said, just there's something about not dying without seeing one, you know, like you just, <laughs> you know. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that used to, it's amazing how much that would weigh on my mind. That yeah. all this was for absolutely nothing.
7: Okay, I so really that, did. So that's what Tiger sounds like when he's happy. He talks about death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <I just laughs>
8: Mortality.
1: Well, I, look, you still, look at the, me. I'm not gonna. I'm not lasting long. You all know <laughs> this. So. Well, I, I, have
4: the, I have the footy record. My dad was at the '66 grand final, and I have that footy record. And I look at it, and I'm like, this that's is. Not- like, you know, he got to see one flag before he died, but the clock's ticking, man. Like, my dad died when he was in his late 50s. So I've got, like, less than 20 years like, oh, you geez, know, <laughs> to get a flag. So the pressure is on. And I, and I do feel like it will be a waste of time. Like, it's hard to explain to my wife, who doesn't really follow football, why I've dedicated so much time to this thing that has never, ever brought me any joy. Like, even Adam can, like, point back to the, the blues of what, 25, 26 years ago? And so, yeah, we got that. I don't even have that in my lifetime.
1: And people say, well, it's the friendships you make along the way, but that's not true. It's no. every <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say this genuinely.
8: I have never felt so un, such unbridled happiness as the last 24 hours. Like I, 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 like just with no connections or strings attached to it, I'm
4: just so happy. Wow. Mm.
2: And I'm just looking at the uh, Foxtel uh, replay now. So the halftime the dogs are forty-seven to thirty-nine. So Chas and Will, I think you're a real chance. Yeah. I, think you're a I chance. love live That's
8: score hard. updates for a yeah. Foxtel replay.
2: Yeah.
6: <laughs> you know, what the, the worst thing was about like about halfway through the final quarter was knowing that you had to be a bigger man. Like so I said that was when I started sending off my congrat- congratulations text messages to people. And I was my heart wasn't in it. No, I wasn't <laughs> I really was like keeping them real short, like, you know, Charlie Cameron on Twitter, like brevity of words. Mm-hmm. And it was so anyway, I probably should have put my glasses on because UK comedian. Russell Howard sent me a message going, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, because I meant to send one to Russell Howcroft. <laughs> <laughs> so he got this message of me going, Fuck me. They're too good. Fuck Christian Petrarca. And he's just like, I don't really <laughs> know what this is me.
3: I, I wonder, I wonder if Billy Brownless fired
2: one off to Gary Lyon just to go. <laughs> well, i I don't know. I've watched the footage a few times and when Gary went to pick up the cup. Uh, I don't know if you saw on the footage,
7: but there was a wallet. That's it. <laughs> I he was like, "Whoa, We're which one? one do I touch? Which one?" <laughs> I'm gonna <to> say, <laughs> so, so just quickly, I was gonna say it's the direct opposite of Will, actually, in that I love seeing off the congratulatory congratulatory texts during the fourth quarter because it's a great distraction from watching the football. <laughs> so I spent the entire quarter just sending texts to anyone I possibly could. It's so many vague, even even Geelong supporters saints support doesn't matter everyone who's all in my text text uh, file just got a text 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 for the entire quarter i just couldn't text enough
2: and i I hate to bring up bad memories Chaz and will and stuff but i think we've all experienced this in our lifetimes like that moment on the sunday morning when you wake up and you go you're kind
6: of getting
2: out of your haze and you go oh we lost the grand final like it's the worst feeling in the world isn't it I oh, yeah. see,
6: so, like, yeah, last night, because my partner, she's got no interest in football, but she, like, has a passing interest in me. So she was trying, <laughs> she was trying, to, trying to, like, in her way, you know, she, so she, I, because she doesn't really understand the game. She goes, Well, they've always been shit. So, yeah, you know, we're just shit again today. And I was like, Well, that is kind of true. That is consistent <laughs> yeah. of that. And she goes, Why don't you just start barracking for the team that won? I was like, That's not how it works. But, <laughs> but I had, you know, got a a little care package from Willie Rioli yesterday for the game and so like last night i was (laughs) i was pretty chill about the whole situation i was like you know what i'll just go to bed i spent the evening with
3: chad fletcher
6: so i'm a bit. yeah this morning when i woke up and realized i'm gonna have to delete a lot of podcasts from my feed this week yeah Yeah. for
7: for me it made me feel a little bit better to think about the winners of the situation, who were of course 36 short, Jean Alistair Clarkson's <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah. That
0: was the
7: big he's,
2: he's turned corporate shill, hasn't he? All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> still in the gym. He's gone from he's like on. Ah, oh, uh, you know what? Actually, would be worse than being Carlton coach. And selling uh, my mates gin.
7: <laughs> like honestly, every interview does. He'll, like, he'll answer one question about who he thinks is going to win, one question about <laughs> whether he's going <laughs> to coach, Carlton, and then and then answer one question for eight minutes about <laughs> gin. That,
6: that's why it fell apart at Carlton because he went in for an interview and, he didn't a question, and I just wanted to talk about gin.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, we would have we would have made him a
2: gin ambassador in a heartbeat. <laughs> <One of> the <laughs> an extra couple yeah. of mil.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, we'll wrap it up shortly, but um, maybe I can ask uh, our Footscray friends and our Melbourne friends, like, where do you see it going next year? Like, where do you see it going next? I mean, I know from my personal experience, like when my team loses the grand final, they then go and win the next three. We'll start with you, Broden. How do you see the future?
8: Uh, uh, consuming all the media that is currently available, uh, so offsiders and the Sunday footy show and a couple of podcasts, I've been informed that we're about to start a dynasty. I don't uh, no. you know don't, so um you know that that will be exciting to watch over the next few years.
2: How about you Titus?
1: Uh, I'm I'm still very much in the recalibrating my brain to understand what's even going on. I mean, considering how bad we've been and just the depths to yeah. to win one. I mean, the I I don't, I'm not getting greedy yet. I mean, my my things. My two biggest aim this year is win a premiership and leave my house. And I've done that. <laughs> I'm going to get to the second one soon. So, I mean, the idea of winning another one and another one, I mean, we all know this, everyone on the court except for Michael being a Hawthorne supporter, is it's really hard to win a grand final. So, uh, you know, I'm just soaking in this one. And if we win two or three, I mean, Melbourne's going to be the worst people in the world. Again. Oh, can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine the heel I mean, turn? Yeah. It was,
2: like, <laughs> we, it was funny how quickly worst. we began <laughs> to hate Richmond. And it was like, they've been in the wilderness for 37 years. And then all of a sudden they went to like two flags. And we're like, a, oh, fucking Richmond they had it too. good
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like our, our stereotype already is we're rich, we are alpine enthusiasts, and we love cheese.
0: And so you add win all the
1: time to that. And we will be the most hated people on the planet. We will make the Taliban seem popular. So
3: (laughs) do you feel that Mark Neald hasn't got the kudos he deserves for starting this all (laughs) for the build?
8: Hey, Paul Ruse replied to my DM today. I I DM'd uh, I DM Paul Ruse like enough. I said, Thank you so much for everything you've done. I love you so much. You're the best. And guess what he wrote back?
1: Who
6: is he? Thanks.
7: <laughs> wow! So that's so, that's,
6: a free, that's you. You'll be getting an invoice for twenty thousand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, um, maybe we could um hear from a special guest. Yeah, uh, I've
4: got a call coming I through think. now. I might. Have just, you have um,
2: got a call coming through? Okay, I'll just see if. I'll just if um, we
0: wrap up. Oh. Um, Oh, bonjour! <laughs> it is me, the little Frenchman, Mark Lacroix. Lacroix. Everybody, amazing! Wow,
2: wow. wow. Was a wonderful amazing! Game
0: yesterday, the Bulldogs and the Demons put on. Now, I have some observations. I hope you mind. This time, I've actually written some things down rather than going off the cuff. Didn't <laughs> work out so well last year, so I thought <laughs> maybe... moving. I'll just go I have some observations If you'll uh, indulge me
6: Yeah Titus, <laughs> by, Titus by the way Just please sit back And see how a real professional does <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit Sorry I don't know What
0: happened there Ah uh, Now Will I am so sorry Commiserations About your Bulldogs They you, are French And the Bulldogs We have a lot in common The red White and blue Obviously The cultural diversity And a complete capitulation When things get tough. <laughs> <laughs> But I like a lot of the Bulldogs <laughs> players. I like Caleb Daniel, as I had like to call him, Petit Monsieur. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing with Max Gonzo? Totally terrible. I thought, come on, this is not David. <laughs> Sorry, I forget what accent I'm doing sometimes. <laughs> this is not David. <laughs> it's Caleb Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'd like to suggest some changes, or oh, Will, for 2022. First of all, the Bulldogs. It's an English scumbag dog. Why not Zephrin's Bulldogs? <laughs> Secondly, La Bont. Can we rename him La Bont? <laughs> Thirdly, <laughs> Bailey Smith. Can he change his name to Eiffel Tower? Because when I go to his Instagram, I like to get an Eiffel of his tower. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. Is this written? Is that what you're saying I as opposed know. to last year?
0: Now, the <laughs> demons, brother and Titus, congratulations. Viva la demons! It's the day that dominated the 50-meter Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the demons can enjoy their formage platters. 57 years without a flag. That is a kind of existential pain that only a Frenchman can understand. They broke their doubt as easily as your government breaks submarine contracts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, political.
3: Yeah, top of the right. I um,
0: before I say au revoir, <laughs> can I just say that half-time Entertainment was murdered? Absolute murder. What is wrong with a bit of mine? Huh? What is wrong with the birds of Tokyo doing a bit of Edith Piaf? <laughs> Basil Zemkus, that son of a bitch. Not, nothing more to say about him. And finally, Cody Waitman, Coffee Pickett. That is proof that Mark not is still the greatest small, fo- small forward to have ever played again. <laughs> and now I must go. I must bid you a fond adieu. <laughs> oh, Mark LaCroix, ladies uh, and gentlemen,
2: boys and girls.
0: That,
2: oh, I mean, Charlie, I maybe get back to the like, line there. Now you oh, know shit. why I stopped
7: going for West Coast. Uh, what
6: <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Can I just say that, you know, Broden, like a world-renowned you know, sketch comedy genius, to so have to watch that, <laughs> must feel like I when the it. AFL players watch the little league kids play. <laughs> That's what it must
8: No, it was real cute, mate. No, good stuff, Charlie. Good on you, mate.
4: (laughs) I should be putting a medal around your neck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I think on that note, we should hit the road. Uh, We want to send our love to Broden, to Titus, enjoy your glory. Our commiserations to Will and to Chaz and to Charlie. You're never going to see one. And to Adam. (laughs) Adam, (laughs) (laughs) Mate. In Voss we trust, mate. In
3: Voss we trust.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, joining us. We'll, uh, hey, why don't we, um, Titus and Brian, Why don't we get a bit of the old, the old song going, hey? I got the lyrics sure. up here. How about I lead you in? Here we go. This will be great. One, two, three. It's a grand, <laughs> old, grand flag. old flag. It's, it's a, flag. a high flying Jesus, flag. Jesus flag. Christ! It's the emblem for, and me,
8: the and the and for the me and for you. I'd hang up now if I was you. It's the emblem of the red and the blue. Every heart beats true For the red and and the blue As we we sing the the song to you Should old acquaintance be forgot? Keep your eye on the red and the blue
2: Thanks
5: for joining us, very kind of you We are Two Guys, One Car